0: Love, talk, radio.
1: Welcome to Fearless Generations
0: with Gary Sayer and Kelly
1: Fox. Hello and welcome to Fearless Generations 12 Steps to Freedom. I am Kelly Fox. And we are here talking step four, compassion. And the topic tonight is kindness. And as Sarah said before, kindness is one of the cinnamon, I can't even say that word. Oh, well, why did I try? A different word that also could mean compassion. And uh, so we're going to be talking about kindness tonight. And unfortunately, Terry is not feeling well and not with us tonight, but we do have a awesome guest coach. So please, everyone, welcome Elizabeth Stitt. I'm sure they're clapping in great renown. They are. Mm-mm. I hear it. Mm-mm. So, Elizabeth, thank you for being on the show with me tonight. Can you please let our audience know a little bit about yourself, what you get to do, and who you get to serve? Sure. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me back.
0: My business is you. Joyful Parenting Coaching. And I give parents the skills that they need to create happy, harmonious households and Happy harmonious relationships with their kids, so that they can thrive, the kids can thrive, and so that parents feel a joy and lightness about their parenting,
1: yeah, I have yeah. taken a uh, many of uh, uh lessons from <laughs> uh, Elizabeth and um, continue to come back mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited. I'm excited to get talking about kindness. Before though we get that get to kindness, what does compassion mean to you? Compassion is really about
0: it's the combination of sort of sympathy and empathy. So compassion is not just the being able to feel somebody's feelings and, and put yourself in their shoes. But it is going to step further and taking action around somebody mm-hmm. else's um,
1: issues. Yeah, so I like that. I like, so if you're you having, that's, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you first.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's why it pairs, that's great, why, why it pairs so well with kindness, right? Because, mm-hmm. because kindness isn't action. Kindness isn't. Uh, we you do a kindness. you 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 right, without the action there's mm-hmm. there's no there's no kind. hmm Yeah. So yeah, I was gonna say it goes very if, well with compassion.
1: Yeah. If you are being compassionate towards yourself, would that then be you taking action in um in being kind to yourself or doing something for yourself.
0: I think that compassion is strengthened by taking some action for yourself. Though I guess Mm -hmm. I would say that even though in that, and when you're talking about compassion for yourself, I think it is um, the actions are still abstract, right? It's still forgiveness. It's letting go. Um, but I think those things are strengthened when we do it in some sort of concrete ceremonial way. Mm-hmm. But so that, you're right. That, so you mean how would you do that? Like if I, uh,
1: um,
0: you know, if I wanted to forgive myself for for having hurt somebody or let somebody down, then I would take mm-hmm. the step to write, to write the apology, or or let it go, okay. or maybe it's not something, you know, it's something that's too long ago to fix, and so you know maybe I do it ceremonially by writing it out and burning it up.
1: Okay, I like both those examples. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think and. and
0: Mhm. I was going to say, I mean, these are any time that we can make something abstract, concrete for kids, we're supporting them in embracing with the concept or the idea in a way that's more meaningful.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I think when you said um, writing a apology and Um, and giving it to the person or if you can't give it to them, burning it up. I think uh, you can also write an apology letter to yourself um, for something that you did um, that you regret or are not happy about or um, whatever it might be, and um, that's definitely – having compassion for yourself um, and being kind to yourself. And I, I keep taking it back to yourself because that's where we start always is we do these things for ourselves so that we can more fully do them for others. So if we're not very kind to ourselves, how kind can we really be to someone else?
0: Maybe, though so, so I wonder if it, if it if it can't actually go both ways in the sense that I think often we're much harder on ourselves than we are on other people. And it's oh, yeah. often much harder. We hold A lot of us hold ourselves to higher standards than we hold other people. And we're quicker to forgive them than we are to, to forgive ourselves. And, yeah, you know, maybe in that case, the act of doing some kindness for somebody else might help us like doing a kindness for somebody else and seeing how how that kindness is received um, mm-hmm. might actually connect us and and help us see help us
1: give it give us some space to to, to grant ourselves the same kindness. Absolutely, yeah. The whole which came first, the chicken or the egg. Mm-hmm yeah I so think for some people
0: uh-huh I just would say for some people they need for some people you're right. they probably access it through you know when we when we ask children to take it to per, a perspective, usually the question we use is how would you feel if mhm so
1: in that sense yeah. you're right,
0: you're starting from self and going and going to other,
1: yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, the whole like uh, golden rule: treat others as you would have them treat you. Um, you know, I think. I mean, I was taught to be kind.
0: I'm,
1: I I wasn't necessarily taught to be kind to myself. That was a skill that I learned when I got older, but I was definitely caught. I was definitely taught how to be polite, or to be kind, or to think of others. Um, to have a, a service attitude, and I think that being able to do those things makes you know what it looks like and how it feels, and then when you can learn to do that for yourself, you know what it looks like, you know what it feels like, so, um, so yeah, I think it definitely can go both ways.
0: Oh, and too, when I mean little children, little children have a hard time taking perspective, right? They are necessarily mm-hmm. self-centered. It takes them a number of years to even figure out that that they're separate from their parents. That 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 the other people around them aren't just big objects there to take care of them, right? So
1: mm-hmm. I
0: think that you know when we ask children to to do something kind, and then we label it. Um, we begin to teach them them that perspective. Yeah, yeah, and I, uh, you know, I mean, I, the psychology I, is pretty clear. Mm-hmm. That yeah. uh, we can boost our own happiness, and and that kindness is is you know acts of kindness are. A very a very good tool, yes, yeah. for boosting our own happiness and our own yeah.
1: satisfaction with life, yeah, yeah, and I think um, like for me, I reflect on what are things that somebody has done for me that I really felt loved by them, or I really felt important, or I really felt special, and then those are things that I then try to do for others, so I think that's a way we can kind of reflect on, you know, kind of help ourselves with what could we do to be be kind to others, or even I could do those things for myself, right? Like I love getting flowers, but my husband doesn't necessarily think, uh, you know, when he's at the store, oh, let me grab some flowers for Kelly. So I do it for myself sometimes, you know, or I'll go outside and I'll cut some flowers out of the yard and I'll put them in a vase. Um, and so that's me being kind to myself because I know that I like that, Um but he does though, on the other hand, he does remember to get me chocolate when he's at the store, so <laughs> <laughs> excellent, yeah, so um, you, you, you cannot know, call the husband he, who remembers the chocolate, yeah, 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 so he gets a pluses there, um so that's how he is kind to me, right, so um it's It's knowing also what are those things that you could do to be kind to yourself. Because I think when we think about being kind to ourselves, it gets put in that category of self-care. And I think that sometimes people don't really get creative when it comes to self-care. They think of what women might think of, you know, getting a facial or a massage or buying yourself a treat or um you know some something that you do and self care can be as easy as you know shifting our thoughts around something that we do all the time and we do it this time with the attitude and the focus of self care Right. So I think there's lots of different ways that we can be kind to ourselves. And I think one way can be reflecting on how we try to show it to others, like you were saying before, um, and then turning around and doing it for ourselves. So
0: I'm intrigued, like, you take something that you is a regular, let's say a household chore, something that you have to do all the time. And so help me reframe it as something I'm doing for myself.
1: Okay, well, okay, so one thing that I hate doing is dishes. I hate doing the dishes. But I love when there are clean dishes put away for me to be able to just go to and take out and be able to use. So by having the attitude of, as I do these dishes, I am going to have clean dishes to be able to easily go and take from the cupboard, and I'm doing something that is going to make me feel good. Okay. All right. I see that. Yeah. So I, mean, I, I focus on the results of the act. Huh? Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, I was going to say, I mean, I've, I've made that switch in the third person in as much as I, my, my husband is much more of a neat Nick than I am and he cares much more. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, I get quite annoyed about the fact that, that he was always cleaning up and always like, and I always felt bad. I always felt like, uh, why just leave it? Like. Who cares if there's this, you know, let's wait until the sink is full and then let's do the dishes. And, yeah. But when I came to realize how important it is to him and how much better it feels, that then keeping the dishes cleaned right away or not just putting something in the sink but taking the extra moment to wash it, I would do as an, as an act of kindness for him. Mm-hmm. So yeah. rather than, you know, rather than feeling annoyed or judged or something else i just decided okay i can do that for him he cares and mm-hmm. it's so it's so easy to do and so so now i do it as an act of kindness rather than a oh
1: he's going to be mad if i don't do it yeah yeah so you shifted your attitude around it yeah. and so instead of doing it begrudgingly you're doing it as an act of love Exactly. Because you're choosing to do it. You don't feel like you have to. Exactly. And the nice thing about this is that there's
0: so many opportunities for me to show that I love him.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And, you know, like when I am folding my kids' laundry... I don't like doing that either. But when I'm folding my kids' laundry, I see it as an act of love for them because then they'll be able to go to their drawers and get what they need and get dressed. But it also blesses me because then I'm not scrambling around the house at 7 o'clock in the morning trying to find them clothes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. You know, so it goes... It goes both ways, right? Um, which just makes me think we're going back to school tomorrow from a long break, and I'm like, did I do the boys' clothes recently? Um, <laughs> You're going but back on a Tuesday, okay. Yeah, yeah, we go back on a Tuesday. Um, so it's uh, it's it's just how can we look at things, and I think that when we do that. It is an act of kindness to ourselves because, you know, just taking the word should out of our vocabulary is a kindness to ourselves. Um, When we can see all of our actions as choices and not things that we have to do or we must do or we should do, that is a kindness to ourselves. It releases, you know, the pressure and that, that feeling of being, um what's the word i want restrained or or powerless um you know it takes that away because we see that we do have the power to make choices we do we do yeah we do and that's
0: uh yeah it's really all we have right <laughs> at the end of the day
1: yeah yeah.
0: I mean, there's a lot. I mean, happen. and I
1: mean, one of. If... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I mean, we don't have control over a lot of things, um, especially things that involve other people and other people's choices. Right. But we always have control over how we react, how we choose to um, what we choose to say, how we choose to act after. um and we can always choose to do it in a way that is in alignment with us, in alignment with our values, and that is kind to ourselves. Yes. So, yeah, that's exactly. what I was going to
0: say. And I used to, this is kind of a new subject, it just popped into my head though, but I used to, I taught at the um, gifted and Talented School for a long time. And I used to say to my students, I used to say that, you know, I I care much much more that you are kind and that you are doing good in the world than that that you are smart. And that in fact, the idea of sending smart people out into the world who are not kind is is really scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mother Teresa used to say that too. That she would rather she would rather make mistakes in kindness and compassion than work miracles in unkindness and hardness. Yeah. And I and I think you know that that uh, when we think about um what are we teaching our children? It's interesting because most most people. Most people say that they want, their kids, they want their kids to be happy. And yet mm-hmm. there's such a hyper focus in today's society on grades and on performance that yeah. they are excusing their children from a lot of the kind of kindness that we used to teach in school. And, I mean, schools used to take time and focus to really teach kids about being kind. And, you know, to have citizenship awards and to have a place on your report card or, you know, was your citizenship satisfactory or unsatisfactory or excellent? And the last time I was in the classroom, those were no longer on the report card. And it's so sad because kindness is also a source of happiness, right, mm-hmm. that, that, you know, that happiness the feeling that it gives us to be kind to others uh, is powerful, and and it's, it's uplifting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that um, actually one of my daughters was telling me at the dinner table last night while we all were sitting around um, that I need to teach my youngest two. My youngest two are boys. The one, all the girls are in the middle, and then my oldest is a boy. Um, So she was telling me that the younger two boys, that I need to teach them better how to say please and thank you. (laughs) And I just think it's funny when my 16-year-old tells me these things. But um, I'm like, I have taught them to say please and thank you, just as I taught you to say please and thank you. And she's like, yeah, but I know how to be polite. They don't. <laughs> well, um, it's, her brothers are ten it's and seven, how long so.
0: it takes a long uh-huh, time, right? It takes it takes a lot of teaching. Yeah, right. I mean, we can't we can't just explain it. It's not something we explain to our kids once, right? It's it's. I think I, I used to have a hand signal to remind my daughter to say to say please and thank you, and. I think she was probably 12 or 13 the last time I used the hand signal to remind her. Yeah. And, you know, considering that I started when she was before she could talk. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, some people think that, that politeness is superficial or artificial. Um, and I think it's. I mean, it's of course it's not it doesn't have the depth that compassion has, but yeah, it's an excellent it's an excellent first step and it and it's, it's an excellent like bottom line or bottom like mm-hmm. um like don't don't um I think it greases the wheel because yeah. it started it gets us started in relationship and. And when we are in relationship, even if it's a superficial relationship, we're more likely to take the next step towards connection and and compassion and kindness are are
1: part of connection Mhm, yeah, absolutely, yeah, and connection was our step last month, and so you know, the steps do build on each other but they also are all within each other as well. So it's interesting how they all just come together and um, help each other make sense. Um, you know, with compassion it is connection to ourselves. It is connection with others and how we want to do that connection is with compassion. Um, you know, one of the basic principles of fearless living is compassion for yourself first, then being honest, then being personally accountable. So, you know, we have to have that compassion first, be kind to ourselves first, then be honest. Because if we're not compassionate first and we're honest first, we're going to be probably pretty mean to ourselves. So... You know, just always starting with compassion is um is definitely what is gonna lead you to being kind. I wonder why it's so hard for us to be compassionate with ourselves. We're not shown it. You mean
0: it's not it modeled? It's not Yeah, it's not modelled. Okay, but that's a chicken egg question. Right. I mean, that would mean yeah. that our parents weren't weren't shown self compassion, and their parents, our grandparents, weren't shown self compassion. So, yeah, you know, somewhere along the line, um, you gotta break and, and the maybe, chain. You have to break the chain. But I'm just curious where it got started. Yeah, I have not thought about that before. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I think there are people out there that do know how to do it. And they were modeled it. But it definitely wasn't modeled in my home. My, my mom didn't learn compassion until she was in her 60s for herself. Mm-hmm. So, and it was a skill that I learned as well. And I do, I don't know if I necessarily model it, but I do have conversations about it with my kids. You know, like, how are you talking to yourself? You know, how do you feel about yourself? You know, having those conversations about, you know, um, calling yourself stupid isn't helpful. <laughs> You're not stupid. <laughs> right? So, you know, having conversations about how we, how we talk to ourselves, how we treat ourselves. Um, so I think, that that's, I think that that's important. I think that kids actually today have a little bit more awareness around that than than I did when I was younger, or at least mine do. But we are almost out of time, and I want to give you a moment to share with the listeners how they can get a hold of you.
0: Oh, thank you. Yes, my website is my name, so com. that's E-L-I-S. A B E T H S T I T T dot com. On Instagram, it's at it's at joyful parenting coaching. And Facebook, it's at joyful parenting coaching also. And for parents of middle schoolers, I have a large and active middle school moms Facebook group, and it's literally mm-hmm. called that middle school moms. You can just search middle school moms. So I'm all over the place. And uh, I do free webinars every month. So uh, it's a great way to get a taste of something and to get a little bit of learning. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And I am in that
1: Facebook group. (laughs) So if you go there, you'll find me. Yeah. It's you know, awesome. I mean, it's it's great. Well thank it's you so much great for having... being here with me tonight.
0: You're so welcome. Thank you for having me back.
1: Yes, anytime. We want to remind you that the 12 Steps to Freedom were created by Rhonda Britton, the CEO and founder of the Fearless Living Institute. If you would like to know more about Fearless Living, please go check it out at fearlessliving.org. If you are trying to find out information about Terry and I, go to fearlessgenerations.org or on uh, social media at LinkedIn or Instagram or Uh, Facebook, you can always find us under Fearless Generations. So go check us out there. Um, Make sure that you are uh, subscribed for the newsletter and uh, that you're always coming back here to get more. So until next time, everybody, be fearless.